All right, guys. <laughs> we have to give you a disclaimer because we're here at a puppy's house. I'm puppy sitting for a seven-month-old, I don't know what kind of dog, yeah. terrier, Great Dane, Chihuahua. She's really cute. Yeah, she's a cutie, but she is a little crazy girl. She's definitely a puppy. She decided right now to be all crazy. Yeah, she was calm, and then we start recording, and she's going crazy. So if you hear anything in the background, that's why. Yeah. Fret not. The show must go on. The show must go on. So in any case, we are talking about polyamory. Yes, we are. Have you dabbled? I've dabbled. I guess I've dabbled in the broad sense. First, before we go into it, did you do anything fun this week? Quit my job. Uh, Yep. There it is. We quit our job. Quit my job. So that's cool. You've been wanting to do that for a while. Yeah. So I'm in a career transition right now. I've been uh, taking some online classes. I'm really just, well, I know what I'm doing, but we're here. Yeah, it's a weird time. It's a weird time to, like, start over again. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm too old for this, Mm -hmm. but also I'm not. People start over at lots of different times in life. And we've talked about this before on the pod, I think, because you mentioned your dad. My dad went back to school when I was in high school. I think he was, like, in his 40s. Yeah. So, happen anytime. I don't know that I want to go back to school completely, but like taking courses helps. What I want to do is digital nomad stuff, which I don't think you need to go back to school for. Because mm-hmm. a lot of these stuff, like you can just do boot camps, okay, and or learn by doing. That that was my week. How was your week? My favorite part of this week was we had a girls' night, and that consisted of a few of us. We have a group of friends that all live in the same area, so we got together, and Mm -hmm. it was fun. It really is nice to have these friends that all live in the same area. We had a nice time at your house, chilling with the girls, drinking wine. Yeah, what did we do? Oh, I didn't drink wine. I don't know why I thought I drank wine. Well, we drank wine the next The next night, but I came to your house very, very stoned off an edible because I ate too much of it. What did we even do that night? We were just we were we supposed just to do crafts. Yeah, but like, we didn't, we do didn't really end up doing crafts. Yeah, we were just, we just chit chatting. We were gonna record. The, that's what happened. Oh, we were yeah. gonna record the podcast and do some interviews, but we were all a little a little out of it. Yeah, we, it wasn't the time. We decided uh, we wanted to go into polyamory this week and talk about what it is what are some common terms that you may not know about and we're going to talk to one of our friends Bopa who has had more experience with polyamory than we have and just hearing her side hearing her story you know of why she wanted to try it out in the first place where she's at with it now so that'll be fun yes but first, but first, what is polyamory? polyamory. <laughs> so there's a lot of terms that go into it, mm-hmm. but according to readyforpolyamory.com, <laughs> polyamory is a subset of ethical non-monogamy where the assumptions is that all partner may seek out multiple loving relationships from the Greek poly, which means many in Latin, amor, meaning love. Hmm. Many loves. Yeah, so do you remember the first time you heard the word poly? Because I do. I don't think it was the first time I heard it because I don't remember when that was. The first time I really like saw it and kept hearing it was when I became single after dating someone for three and a half years Mm. and wanting to explore my queer side more. And then I started noticing everybody who's queer in Los Angeles is polyamorous. Yeah. <laughs> Not everybody, a but lot. it was like majority of people that I would match with. So that's kind of how I kind of learned more about it. So what, but you said you remember the exact, like you remember hearing polyamorous for the first time. 
so yeah, I knew about it for a while, but that was in college. Oh. I had a friend that was poly and also non-binary. Wow. Very, and yeah, very it was like pretty time. progressive because it was Indiana and it was 2012 or 2013. I don't know what pronouns they use now, but I think at the time they were they, them, but they might've gone back to she, her now, but I think it's they, them. I'm going to go with they, them, but, uh, on their, uh, graduation cap, it was like, cause you know how you can like decorate Mm -hmm. your graduation cap. It was like break the binary or something like that. (laughs) And, and they made, the superintendent of the school or the school president, I don't know what it's called. They convinced them to do genderless bathrooms. Oh. Yeah. So some of the bathrooms were changed nice. to make and change. Yeah. Because of them. Yeah. But anyway, they were like my friend and kind of like in, you know, my group of friends. And they were talking about being in a poly relationship. And I remember we used to have these like long walk talks. Because it was Indiana, we were walking and yeah. talking mm-hmm. and smoking cigarettes. And mm-hmm. they told me about it. And I was like, what's Polly? <laughs> what's Polly? <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't, I'm sure I heard it back in the day too. I just never paid it a lot of attention. I mean, I think we've heard of these kind of relationships, like threesomes, obviously. Thruples. And like, yeah, <laughs> thruples and like the free love movement of, of the 60s and 70s. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like we, it was unheard of for us, but the yeah. term polyamorous, I think is relatively like nuanced. Yeah. There's a lot that goes into the term polyamory. Like a, it, it's pretty much, it can mean a lot of different things. So it just depends on who you are, what your boundaries are, what you're okay with. There's a lot of different types of partners somebody can have. When I first heard of polyamory, I was like, well, is one partner above the other? Like you have like a main partner Mm -hmm. and then you have side partners or are they all even or how does that work? And I think it just depends on the relationship and the, what they want, what they want it to be like. Yeah. So it, you know, there's not one right way to do polyamory. I do think that there are a lot of couples that have a main oh there's a term for it yeah we can actually get into that um yeah so we we looked up uh, some common terms because there's a lot of like random terminology that goes into the polyamory world mm -hmm. and some of some of this terminology is in the queer world in general yeah i noticed that how Mm -hmm. it was just like it seems like it's a blanket glossary for just anything that could come up with being poly yeah because bisexuals in this yeah non-binaries in it yeah but we we know all that stuff but the one that i was sorry i just saw a word that i i really like this word what is it compersion oh i saw that one yeah compersion what does it mean i and i remember finding out about this word a while back but i used to teach esl and i taught it to my class (laughs) but uh yeah it's happiness at the joy of one's partner in another relationship. The opposite of jealousy, sometimes described. Uh, so it's like... So they're like happy for the person and their other partner. Yeah, and I've seen it described as even deeper than that. It's almost like you feel like love for them. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost you, you feel stronger by seeing them with somebody else. Oh, okay. Yeah. I see. Makes your love stronger. Yeah. That's interesting. But also just like happy for them. Everyone is so different. Mm -hmm. Could not be me. Yeah, I'm I'm a little bit of a jealous person. So the person that I was thinking of when I was saying like your main partner, I guess it's called an anchor partner. Mm -hmm. And that one is the central partner, like the central figure, the rock, the anchor to lean on. So it's like a primary partner. So anchor partner, primary partner, I guess. Yeah, I've heard primary partner. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of earlier. Well, I guess anchor partner is also a way to say that. That makes sense. What were some other words that you found? Comet? (laughs) I just thought it was cute because 
uh, of what it is. But if you have a partner who's a comet, and that's like a comet that flies through the sky, a long-distance relationship where the partners only meet in person rarely but are happy to pick up their connection at those times and be less intensely in touch between like a comet passing close enough for the earth to see every few years. Hmm. So you're kind of just like, I mean, I feel like a lot of people have relationships like that. Yeah. It's like people that are like, I got hoes in Florida. I got hoes in different area codes. <laughs> exactly. They got comets all over the place. <laughs> but I, I think I, I feel like I have friends that are comets. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't talk to them necessarily on a daily basis or even a weekly basis, but if I'm going to be in the, t- in the area, I'm going to hit them up and then we pick up like nothing was lost. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, I think I do too. I mean, I for sure do like that are friends. Yeah. Not romantic. Not romantic. Cause we're in monogamous relationships right now. What else did you find? <laughs> um, so a polycule. That's fun. Yeah, that is a term for groups of people who have decided not to see people outside of their existing relationship network. So it could be a group maybe like of three people who are dating each other. Or more. Or more, but they are a little polycule, like they're settled on the people they have chosen and that's their... I think that's kind of cute. It's cute. I like that. It's like a... We're a little polycule. It's like the in-between of monogamy and yeah. polyamory. Because it's that's cute. I like that a lot. Polycule. There was also cowboy and cowgirl. <laughs> okay, what's that? I just I just like the names. But it's uh names for someone who acts polyamorous and then after forming a relationship, tries to remove their partner from the polycule to be monogamous with them. So-called because they are roping one off from the herd. (laughs) Some folks use cowpoke as a gender-neutral term for this instead of cowboy, cowgirl. Cowpoke. Yeah, but but I think it's funny. Um, But, you know, I could see there being people like that where they're like, yeah, I'm cool, I'm poly. And then once they fall in love with you, they're like, all right. You got to leave your little polycule and be with me. (laughs) So that's a cowboy cowgirl. That is cute. There was another. So there's another one that is cute. The name is cute anyway. Kitchen table polyamory. But (laughs) in order to talk about that, we have to talk about paramore, metamore, and telemores. There's so much to this. I just didn't even know. And I feel like this is important, though. I think this is, it's like your second cousins, basically. <laughs> I think of it as a family tree. So okay. paramour is your, is your love or your partner. Okay. Metamore, so you think of like meta, mm-hmm. that's a partner of your partner. So. All I think of when you say paramour is paramour. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's probably why they have the name, like the oh, band. Well, that's probably why they named it that. Maybe of, you think so? Of, that's yeah, about love. They spell it, is it? Oh, yeah. The band named it that. Yeah. Well, that's really ahead of their time too, if that's true. But Paramore doesn't have to do with. It doesn't have to have to do with polyamory because oh, it's right, about right. just your it's love. Just your love. Okay. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> but then there's metaphor, metamore, metamore, metaphor, metamore, which is. The partner of your partner. So, for example, if Kadar. That's my partner. Had a girlfriend. No. That was not you. Not going to happen. She would be <laughs> your metamorph. Okay. Then the last one is the telemorph. So that is the, the partner your of a metamorph. Partner's partner. Yeah. So partner of a metamorph. Basically. That's crazy. So, like. You you could all just be connected with everyone, like yeah. you said, like cousins, like the L word, <laughs> like the L word. Mm-hmm. There's a whole web. Wow. But anyway, now that we have those terms established, the other weird term was kitchen table polyamory. Yes, please tell Did me you see what that, that one? is. So it's a style 
of polyamory in which the interrelationship of a network. Oh my God. This is a lot of words. And the integration of multiple romantic relationships into one life group is prioritized. I don't get it. Close relationships between metamors and telemors are strongly encouraged or required. Oh, so everyone has to be cool with everyone, basically. Yeah. The name comes from the notion that all members of a network can sit around the kitchen table in their PJs drinking coffee. Oh, okay. Cute. Yeah. Like the Golden Girls. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe they're actually polyamorous. They might be. You know, we'll never know. Another term I heard a lot when I was, like, on the dating scene was nesting partner. Hmm. Instead of saying, like, you know, the partner you live with, because that's all it is. Yeah. They say nesting partner. So if you share a home with them. So a lot of people I would meet on my little dating journey would be like, oh, yeah, I'm Polly. I have a nesting partner and blah, blah, blah. So I would know, like, okay, so you live with your partner and then you have other partners yeah so that's almost like to me if you live with your partner wouldn't that be like they're also your primary partner yeah like nesting partner seems like it would be the primary partner yeah also have you heard of solo polyamory (laughs) no (laughs) so i saw this on a lot of dating profiles too it's a form of polyamory in which a person chooses to be their own primary partner So they build connections without the assumption of progressing up the relationship. So they're more focused on themselves, but they still want like a secondary partner, I guess. And this often includes living apart from all partners. So you're not going to have a nesting partner. You're kind of just yourself is your partner. Yeah. Your main partner. Which I kind of like because I'm like, okay, you do you. Like you. Yeah. Want that alone time? Well, that's just dating around. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) I think we should all be solo polyamorous. Yeah. Like until you find your person. Yeah. And even then you should put yourself first sometimes, you know, don't forget about yourself. That's true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. One more thing that I found that we're going to actually hear later in our interview with Bopa, but a unicorn And this is something I think bisexual women specifically have a lot of experience with. Yes. A unicorn is a bisexual woman who prefers to have a relationship with both parts of a heterosexual couple on terms set primarily by the couple's agreement. Hmm. So it's heterosexual couple and they're looking for a bisexual woman, which I feel like that's what a lot of couples when they're trying to experiment is looking for. Yeah. They're like, ooh, bisexuals. Like, that's what we want. So a unicorn is that woman who is also, like, cool to hook up or be a partner to this couple who's already established. One of my friends was a unicorn, but she hated it because I think she's mostly gay. Mm. But she was just... And she was more into the girl than she was the guy. And it was really tough for her because she was friends with the guy, but, like, she didn't really care about having sex with him or anything. I feel like my friend was for a little bit, but she had too many weird experiences Hmm. just with, like, the guy being, like, really into it. But then when they get back to the house, he gets randomly jealous and doesn't want to participate doesn't even want the girl to participate anymore and it just gets really awkward because then they start fighting and it's like if you weren't sure about this like maybe don't seek it out yeah (laughs) but so she was kind of like i'm good on that there's also unicorn hunters yeah and that's the couple looking for yeah unicorn which we are annoyed by as bisexual people if we're not unicorns Mm -hmm. because sometimes you just want to go on a date with a girl and we talk about this later but yeah yeah you just want to go on a date with a girl and she's like oh and uh maybe you can meet my boyfriend too yeah like and sometimes they don't even tell you they have a boyfriend until after you match with them or after you're on a date with them they're tricksters they're tricksters and it's not nice did you find any other terms that you thought were fun? Oh, this um, one's kind of funny. 
One penis policy. Oh my God, I love this one. (laughs) Firmly enforced rules that there can only be one penis having individual, typically a cis man, in a relationship network. You know, I. I But this is often considered transphobic. Oh, yeah. Um, If it's a cis man that they're like, okay, I can't handle more than one cis man being in, in you. Weird, but okay. I kind of get it. What was your experience with polyamory? Well, I guess technically my five-year relationship I was in before the one I'm in now was polyamorous because we were in a quote-unquote open relationship, Mm -hmm. but we were not really actively... There were certain points in the relationship where we would go on like separate Tinder dates with people Mm -hmm. and nothing more than a kiss would happen. And then we wouldn't continue to see that other person really. So it was just like dabbling. Yeah. But my relationship ended because we started to date other people again. And then I met somebody who's my partner now. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. It's scandalous. A little scandalous. Scandalous. So polyamory did not work for me. Well, it didn't really work for me either. When I first became single again after my relationship, I was exploring my queer side more because I was in a heterosexual relationship. So I was like pretty much just interested in women or trans people Mm -hmm. and not really cis men like wasn't really my priority. And I noticed a lot of queer people are poly or say they're poly. And that was hard at first because I was like, I don't want to be poly. I don't get it, you know? Yeah. But then after researching, I actually dated this person who was really cool about, like, educating me and what it means and, like, just laying it all out, being very open and honest with me. And they lived a little far, so it didn't last super long. But we did hang out a lot, and they would tell me, like, yeah, my other partner, da 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 Is that the one that said that they were poly but then got real crazy on you? No, 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 no. <laughs> this person was not a crazy person. Okay. They lived in Ohio, and I lived in West Virginia gotcha. at the time. So it was like an hour and a half drive to go see them, but we made it work for a little bit. My overall experience once I got back to L.A. was dating people in L.A. who were poly not great. <laughs> I feel like people I okay, here's what I have a problem with. People using it or doing it because it's like trendy and everyone else is doing it. Yeah. But they don't really feel that way in their hearts. You know, I saw a couple people who say they're poly and then actually they're really jealous. And I dated one girl in particular who was very upfront about being poly at first. She was like, this is the situation. This is what I'm doing. And I was like, yeah. Okay. And I remember when we were talking about her, I was like, Oh, she might be like a fuck boy. Like be careful. Yeah. But no, she, she was really actually super into me, like love bombing me kind of. Yeah. And when I told her, I was like, okay, yeah. Like I, you know, I've never said I'm poly, but I'm also seeing somebody else as well. And it's my current partner that I have now. And I was like, so hopefully that's not a problem. And she was like, no, it's fine. I'm Polly, <laughs> you know? But then all of a sudden it was a problem because he was a man. I don't know. She just didn't, she didn't like that. She didn't like it at all. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm bisexual. <laughs> she was like, I just can't, I can't like be with someone who's with a man. At the same time as me. <laughs> and I was like, okay, That's so. That's like some insecurities. Maybe you should have said that. Like that was a, one of your boundaries. Like that would have been nice to know before we got two weeks in. But whatever. Um, That's also like, I feel like not really a fair boundary. I mean. If you're just dating a bisexual bis- person. Yeah. And you're polyamorous. Just don't date bisexual women yeah that's a boundary for you yeah but she knew I was but whatever but yeah I just feel like 
a lot of it is it's always the people who shout from the top of their lungs that they are poly who are the least poly people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that has been my experience yeah. in LA. And when people are actually poly and it works for them and everyone's happy, cool. Yeah. I'm super into it. But don't just do it because it's like the cool thing to do right now. And then actually you do feel some type of way when your partner hangs out with someone else, you know? Right. I feel like the people that you don't even know are poly are the best. Like our, and they're going to be on the pod. Yeah. Uh, we decided like our friends, we're going to blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. They're, <laughs> they use different names. Yeah. yeah. Our friends are going to be on the podcast. Well, we're going to do not, not soon, but there's going to be another Episode. part two yeah. of Polly because we do have a couple friends who have different situations that would be interesting to talk to. So yeah, this first one though. Yeah. So Bopa, um, we met on Bumble BFF. Yeah. That's so cute. I feel like Bumble BFF is like a lot of queer Girls are like alternative relationship wise people mm. are on there. Cause you know, it's like the internet people of dating, but the yeah. internet people of friends. I never had, I never had luck with Bumble BFF. I got really lucky cause it was like during the heat of the pandemic mm. and I don't know. I was just like, she's got tattoos. She likes cats. Uh, <laughs> she likes to drink. She likes to make art. Yeah, and it turns out, like, you picked a good one because she's amazing. Yeah. And I met her through you once mm-hmm. I came back to L.A. And you had, like, new friends. And I was like, who the fuck Who's that are these people? But I love them. And I'm really happy you, you match with Popa on Bumble BFF. Yeah, she's great. She used to be Polly, but is now in a... Monogamous. partnership like, yeah. yeah yeah a monogamous partnership yeah but so. um she's gonna tell us more guys i'm on my period and i got a rice bag on my on my belly sucks she's a real trooper okay but it's not about me it's about a third pod member we have today friend of the pod friend of the pod and she listens to a lot of our episodes which we really appreciate. And uh, we love her so much. Her name is Boba. Thank you. Oh my gosh, guys. Thank, Thank you. you for being here, Boba. Thank you so much. <laughs> so as you guys know, today we're talking about polyamory. So we got Boba here because she has a couple things to say about her experience being poly at one point in her life. Yeah, it was like a while ago. Right now, I- I don't consider myself poly, but it's definitely influenced like my own personal monogamous relationship. So like the one that you're in right now. Yeah, I'm currently in a relationship with my partner for like 5 years. Nice. And but we've yeah, known each 5 years. Yeah. But we've known each other a long time and actually he was like friends with me through the process of me being poly. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, like, he knows everything. There's no secrets. And I feel like that's just kind of, like, the poly experience itself is just, like, there really is no secrets. Like, I had a motto of just, like, open, honest communication. I remember I first, like, started... I I didn't call myself poly. I just called myself non-monogamous. And I was using OkCupid because I didn't need a Facebook to log in. At that time, I don't know why you needed a Facebook to log into your to dating apps. Like I could, I never got Tinder, Bubble. I couldn't at that time. Yeah, but that's weird. Yeah, now I can. But OkCupid is actually really good for like the queer, like alternative mm-hmm. dating world because like it lo- allows like different options. Yeah, so they have like a non-monogamous option, and I I had used that a lot. First thing I learned really quick was like I was a unicorn basically. What does that mean? So it's like couples are always seeking out a third, mm-hmm. and they're it's typically they're looking for like a bisexual young woman, 
parents who have like spice up their their life a little bit Interesting. i didn't participate in any of that because i was just like i don't know it seems like a youth guy's kind of thing yeah you guys guys need to figure that out (laughs) like I don't know it just seemed messy yeah and I was like I'm figuring out my own shit right now Mm -hmm. so I'd rather just like have it on my own terms instead of like some other couple's terms and then just be like okay I agree with that yeah that's that does sound messy yeah yeah whenever I would get on I think it was I mean it was basically all the dating apps there would be I'd get disappointed because I'd see like a cute girl that I match with that's like actually looking for a, a third with mm-hmm. her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. They'll like sneak the it in there apps. later. Yeah. Like they'll they'll act like it's just them and then yep. it's like, oh but my boyfriend, da da he'll just be there. Like <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to watch. I went on a date with a girl who she didn't tell me that she had a boyfriend until we were on the date. Mm. Yeah. She was like, Yeah, he like wants to we live together but he wants to move out and like live on his own you know that's just like that's just us and I was like girl sounds like he's trying to break up sounds with you. like he's trying to leave your ass like I don't know about that but that's funny that's just us it's just you know it's just like us like we're totally cool I'm like I don't know <laughs> sounds I, wrong I feel like that's also like a thing I learned with being poly is just like trying to communicate what I want exactly with people like I I'm the person who's just like no bullshit I'm not here to play games and I know a lot of people like to do that or they're just like I don't know how to communicate my thoughts but like I'm gonna get mad at you because you didn't read my mind yeah and I feel like I just didn't want to I was like I'm gonna be efficient about this and just go for it I was only dating men at the time and I did end up having a couple partners that did identify as non-monogamous and eventually I found like a partner that ended up being my boyfriend and he was not non-monogamous but he was definitely very like exploring his sexual side a lot Um, like he was very active on FetLife and he was doing a lot participating like in a lot of swingers parties yeah like he wasn't um like a sex worker but he was more of like the people who hosted the parties sought after him because he was younger and they needed a younger audience to like participate in it so like I didn't I knew that and I didn't mind that at all I was just like yeah you do you I mean, that's, as because as long as you're getting tested, I think that's another thing, too, is, like, yeah. sexual health is so important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely have to, like, that's part of, like, the communication. Mm-hmm. That's that's why you have to be open and honest, because you want to make sure you're not getting STDs. Yeah. I think it's also, like, framed in a way where, like, you know, it's not, like, shamed, but it's just more of, like, hey, we just need to talk about it, because that's just the adult thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah you know, he has to get tested before participating in, like, these parties, and they need to make sure that everyone else does too, and so then that makes me feel comfortable as his partner, knowing that, like, he's going in about it, like, a smart way. Yeah, being safe about it. Safe about it, yeah. But that relationship, it was, it was really interesting, because it didn't quite work out for for other reasons, but, Mm. you know, he's, he's a a (laughs) (laughs) man-child. Was that, like, your first like dip into the polyamory world for me like how I defined it was like I let like literally everyone know what's going on yeah I had no filter (laughs) I was just very open about everything because I just didn't want to keep secrets and I also just like I said I just really hated playing that game yeah when I started dating him uh and seeing him and stuff he knew I was seeing other people uh-huh. We had just made it official because he's like, I really want you to meet my girlfriend. And I was like, in the heat of the moment, I was like, oh my God, yes. <laughs> so oh my God. Yeah, we were at a concert and there was a lot of feelings and stuff involved. And yeah, but what did end up having us break up is because he had set specific rules with, between us. Like, like, for example, I had expected him to come over and sleep over. But I knew that he was hanging out with a girl that he had been like playing Magic the Gathering with. And no, they had been they had been playing that together. And he was like, I'm hanging out at our place. And she's like, 
you know, my, my other partner. And then I was like, okay, that's fine. But like, I'm going to stay up because I'm expecting you to come over. He's like, okay. But then he just like never hit me up. And then I just ended up like sleeping alone in bed and like thinking about what he's doing. And I'm like, I hate this. I I was like, I put my boundaries down. I laid it out. I made it very clear. And then like, I don't know if it's like, was I expecting too much? I don't know. I don't think so. Like if he said he was going to come spend the night with you, he should have spent the night with you. And if he wasn't going to, he should have told me. He should have told you. But yeah, Yeah. I wouldn't have that hard. side of yeah. being open and honest yeah and he wasn't that was the problem is like I would be so open and honest and he wasn't so I was just like mm, this isn't gonna work out mm-hmm. like I get it this is like both our first time being in like a serious relationship as Polly but yeah it just didn't quite work out but I love that we were so encouraging to be like yeah go hang out with this, this other person like you have this time yeah. scheduled yeah, mm-hmm. like, why are you hanging out with me? Go and, yeah. you know, hang out with them because you said that you would. Like, you need to. Yeah. Like, what made you want to try polyamory or not ethical non-monogamy? Uh, I had just moved out of my parents' house. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, I just graduated from college, but I was living with my parents all throughout college. And I had only been in... Like, I was, like, a serial monogamous. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be that anymore. I think I was just kind of like, you know what? I'm going to try dating apps. But then w- once I quickly realized how how shady guys could be, I was just like, I'm going to go ahead and just... I, I wanted to have that open, honest communication. Yeah. And then I discovered, like, ethical non-monogamy. I was like, this is perfect. This is exactly what I want. The people who actually participate in it they called themselves that like on their profiles of okcupid it definitely was a lot more mature like they had a lot more emotional intelligence and i did feel that was like going through like the experience of being poly had been like an acceleration of like emotional intelligence like you really have to learn how to like communicate with people be empathetic and also learn like your own boundaries for yourself too and that's a whole nother thing where like I'm not poly anymore because like I've learned stuff about myself that made me realize like you know what maybe it's not for me right yeah, now I can't do that. <laughs> yeah as like a person who like works full-time and works overtime like I I honestly like I can't have time for even myself sometimes. Yeah, that that is something that I don't think I could deal with is I barely have time for one partner. I actually went to like on a date or two with this guy who had like six partners. Damn. Like literally yeah. one lived in New York, one li- lived somewhere else, like three lived here. Jeez. And so scheduling with him was so crazy because it would be like two weeks in advance. Oh <laughs> He'd be God. like, do you want to come over the night of August 9th, you know, yeah. <laughs> and like watch a movie or something? So you had like a calendar of... Yeah, yeah, he did. And I'm like, how do you, how do, yeah. you do this? There's no room for like spontaneity at that yeah. point. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. So what did you, What? Well, how did you deal with jealousy? Uh... I did definitely get jealous. You did? Yeah. It Well, I think it's if the partner just like didn't communicate well enough, then I will start feeling jealousy. I had two other partners at the time who were seeing other people too on top of my current, like my boyfriend at that time. And I, I even went to like their apartments, like they lived with other people too. And so like, he was like, oh yeah, you're not going to meet her yet because she's not quite comfortable. We're like, you know, we're non-monogamous, we're open, but she's not quite there yet. So like, even they had like discussed and like had their own boundaries too, but I never felt jealous about it because I'm like, oh, you know, they talked about it and it's all good. It's okay. Like I am your, and he's telling me about it. It's all good. I don't have anything to worry about. And then my other partner, he would just, he was just like, so open about everything and just tell me his experiences with like his partner and be like yeah I didn't realize that she had a 
boyfriend until she told me later and she had been hiding me from him and I was just like that is yeah. not okay not yeah is. yeah he's yeah. like yeah it didn't quite work out obviously <laughs> but that's how it be like though some people will be like hey you're Polly I'm gonna take advantage of that and they don't realize that it's a lot of you have to put in work it's an actual relationship and a lot actual partnership it's not just like I'm just gonna hook up and just like disregard everybody's feelings and in this it's that's not how it is yeah I feel like some people use that as like a cloak to be able to be a fuck boy like they want to say I've had a lot of that like ethical non-monogamy but I but really it's just like I want to fuck around yeah yeah or they like won't tell their partner that mm-hmm. they want to be poly and they'll just cheat on people and say they're poly and it's like yeah and, <laughs> and then that's not poly like i'm always that's not poly yeah, yeah i'm on reddit and poly gets a lot of hate because there's like the subreddit like true off my chest or something or our relationships or whatever but a lot of the times like people be like oh i hate polyamorous relationships but then i read like their story and i'm like that's not being poly it just seems like you guys are just like using this word to get away with like shitty behavior towards each other like that's not how it is it's not you guys aren't being honest yeah and like communicating like that's the most important part of it and yeah i've definitely met guys where i told them up front how you know i was like oh this is my situation and they're like oh hell yeah i'm down because they're like you know they perceive me as like this easy person yeah but then when i tell them later i'm like oh hey you know that one guy that we met at the barcade like i end up hanging out with him and he was like so cool and then they'll be like i'm gonna fucking punch his teeth in the next time I see him. <laughs> Can you tell him that? And I was like, get the fuck out of my house. Like, <laughs> This is not what this is. Yeah, so I was like, I'm not about this like toxic masculinity thing either. And I was just telling my current partner about this. Like, The people that I had been in relations with that were non-monogamous were at least like embracing their more feminine side because they're all guys. But they weren't like the most masculine men. Yeah. And and they were they were aware of that and they embraced it. But then the guys that I, I were seeing, like they exclusively dated women, but they knew that they were feminine. They yeah. knew how they were being perceived. And like, you know, they weren't the stereotypical manly man. There's definitely a correlation there. <laughs> Well, maybe like, it's even like like an open-mindedness yeah yeah open-mindedness and then also i feel like if you are hyper masculine or like have been taught to live in a patriarchal world in the traditional sense as a male it'd be harder for you to deal with like polyamory in the open and honest communication kind of way you're like because you're of jealousy my, yeah like, you're my partner i own you you are mine and that's just how it is Mm -hmm. and it's not like oh you have your own brain and you can make decisions for your own and like that's that's not how it's supposed to be in Mm -hmm. a patriarchal society you said that polyamory led you to your current relationship okay yeah how's how so um so with my current partner well he's he had been there through my whole experience we weren't partners we weren't together I was still like identifying as like non-monogamous poly when like before we officially started dating and I was seeing a partner he he knew that I was seeing my current partner at the time and my current partner knew I was seeing him at the time and they even hung out and they were like really cool about it too ethical yeah it was ethical <laughs> ethical ethical they were friends I'm just I'm just saying they were friends. Like they, they really like were cool about it. That's cool. Yeah. It's, be me. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, my current partner went to go visit my other partner in LA. We were in Phoenix at the time, like living there. But went to go visit him in LA because he had just moved. And I think that's when my partner realized like, oh, I actually just want to be exclusive. And then I told him, I was like, yeah, you know what? I want to be exclusive too. 
and that's how we end up becoming exclusive together yeah, so five years later yeah five years later and still going strong but being poly really helped me express like my own boundaries and learn how to communicate that with my partner because I feel like people who are monogamous kind of assume certain things like oh what is cheating like you really do need to to define that with your partner agree and <laughs> for me like I know that he gets a lot of attention from men and women like everyone like he's very androgynous and I'm not offended by that at all because I'm like oh they're not gonna go home and like sleep with you like that's the, yeah. I think that's the only thing is like I know you're coming home with me yeah yeah like you can you trust him yeah like I trust my partner and like sometimes I know like being nice to people can be perceived as like flirting and I'm like uh, you know other people can see it that way and they can think whatever they want but like for me I'm like he's just being nice and polite yeah. you know he's just a nice guy yeah. yeah like let him compliment like he like will openly compliment people like in front of me and I'm like oh yeah yeah she's really hot like she looks good yeah yeah <laughs> we should, my partner do <laughs> yeah. like did you see that butt yeah <laughs> wait me and my partner don't really do that should we well me and my my ex-partner used to do that sometimes but I think my partner is just really excited to date a bi girl because he can like <laughs> he can like point out I told him it's fine you know because I'm like yeah. I'm not jealous like it's fine yeah but he'll like point out people sometimes he's like would you smash <laughs> <laughs> like, he's just never had a relationship like that where you could yeah talk he's about like it so together. stoked about it and he's like I'm like did you see that donk (laughs) where where and it's just and like it's all hypothetical so it's it's just fun to be stop objectifying women yeah sorry can't help it they're beautiful i'm just like i'm i'm disgusting honestly (laughs) such a person i'm like look at it (laughs) it's hard not to you know when the ass is assing Mm -hmm. when it's popping it's like girl you know what you got Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna look at so with that what would you define in your current relationship as crossing the line? Like where it is, where's the line? Mm, I would say like, I'm like also like the kind of person's like, I don't want you to be too emotionally involved with people. Yeah. yeah. Do you think like emotionally is worse than physical stuff or is it kind of the same? Mm, so I've had, I had, both and they both sucked like having that experience I've had yeah I don't know which one's worse because they both hurt you know like knowing that hey like I made these boundaries with my partner it's like my past partner and they they slept with someone and like they didn't tell me about it until later and I was just like uh like this was not like I, I communicated with you that what my boundaries were and yeah this was not a part of it like if you were gonna do this like you know that's fine like if but if you told me like but I don't know if that was just like me being like it's it's hard because like sometimes you like am I being possessive yeah am I being too possessive or am I being like this is okay because I'm setting my boundaries yeah so sometimes like setting boundaries can make you kind of like a crazy person if your relationship's not healthy Especially if they don't respect those boundaries. Mm-hmm. It's like, bro, I am literally so cool. Yeah. I'm Polly. You can do whatever the fuck you want. But just, just tell, tell me. me. Exactly. I yeah. have a friend who literally said that, like, she she doesn't identify as Polly or anything, but she told her boyfriend, I'm down if you ever want to explore someone else. Like, I'm totally down. Just be honest with me and be open with me about it yeah and then he wasn't yeah so like, it's like behind her back yes he like he like i'm giving you a little pass yeah. and that's all you have to do all you have to do is tell me and you still hid this shit from me that's crazy yeah so i broke broke up with his ass so. yeah well yeah they're not together anymore yeah yeah it's just it's not, it's not healthy a don't liar. don't she, date don't date liars. Don't date liars and cheaters. But that's wild. Why do you think he did that? Like, what would be the lot? Like, just I think cowardice? he's just a little. Yeah, I think he's a little pussy. I think he's like, I like am not brave enough to like tell my girlfriend that I'm actually seeing somebody else. Yeah. I don't know. It's like stupid. Yeah. Why do people do that? 
I think mm-hmm. it's just being a coward, honestly. I think yeah. it's just like, okay, she's saying that, but does she really mean it? And then maybe it's like the thrill of the secret that yeah. they like. I don't know, but it's just bonkers to me. It's, mm-hmm. Maybe it's like this kind of like power that they're withholding this kind of information from their partner. Yeah, maybe. Or like, I thought maybe it would be like, if they tell her that, then it's opening the door for her to do the same thing and they don't want that. Ooh, oh, like that's a, another like problem. Then. I could thing. definitely see that. Yeah. I've yeah. definitely got, I've been slut shamed a lot for being poly. Really? It's like, Oh, they were interested in me because I was open and they were like, Oh, that means that uh, I could see other people. But the moment that I said that I was seeing someone else, they they would just like immediately like become really toxic like toxic masculinity will start bubbling up mm-hmm. and dude that's how i feel like my boss is treating me right now mm. like the moment <laughs> <laughs> no but for real once you're like i'm gonna leave They're now like... <laughs> i found something better but no like i was still seeing this person but i was like just mentioning like hey um i'm, I'm seeing this other person too they're like all right i'm gonna beat his teeth in just let him know that like this is not the point of what i'm trying to do yeah Yeah, i'm not (laughs) gonna avoid this kind of situation yeah yeah i don't want this alpha male if you can't handle the fact that i'm seeing other people so that that's definitely a thing like like a lot of guys who like the they like the idea of being poly but they don't understand what it means Mm-hmm. you do get a lot of that toxic masculinity coming up yeah. to the surface if you can't handle me at my dating other people <laughs> then you don't deserve me at you dating other people oh mm. right? you're right marilyn monroe said that <laughs> <laughs> what a queen <laughs> what a polyamorous queen she was she was ahead of her time wasn't she bi or something i would believe it if she was i would too maybe she was in the closet who knows she also wasn't thick girl she was skinny she was a size six she was sorry but she's skinny quote unquote thick at that time for the time i guess but i look at pictures and people are like look she's so curvy and so like larger than other women i'm like look at her arms but normal curves I told y'all she's by. <laughs> that was from our researcher and fact checker. <laughs> <laughs> so Marilyn Monroe was a bi icon, a bicon, a bicon, as, as we said, bicon. Do you think you could ever go back to that lifestyle, like no. with your current partner mm-hmm. right now? Could you? I think uh... he was like, "Hey, Boba, listen. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I think we need to be poly." I think it's okay. I would probably be the one to bring that up first, not him. Okay. That mm-hmm. is the thing is like, I, I was the one who was poly to begin with. And he was the one who wanted like an exclusive relationship. And I yeah. wanted to respect that because I was like, I hit a point where in my life, I just needed stability. And I think, yeah, being monogamous is mostly out of like necessity. Like, I work all the time. I I don't even hang out with like you know you guys that mo- often like maybe like once every other week or something. Yeah. But, so like, how can I maintain other friendships and relationships with people? Like, I don't have that time available for myself. So realistically, I don't think I could, just because I am also like very introverted. I love having time on my own. After a long day, I just want to just like be by myself. Mm-hmm. So I had a period of time where I I was able to be active and and like really explore with other people but I'm at a point where I'm just like I'm a little I'm too old. Like you're good like you're good where you are. Right yeah, now. yeah, I don't but if you were to bring that up, I honestly wouldn't I don't think I would mind because I'm I'm just open to it. I I know at one point and I still kind of believe this like if we have feelings for people, why why do we live in like a society that confines you to like you need to be faithful to one person? Because like you already have these kind of relationships with like your friends too. Like mm-hmm. I feel like if you can have those relationships with friends, like complex friendships that are platonic, then 
as humans, we can be more, we're very complex enough to the point where we can do that with other people. Mm -hmm. We just live in a society that wants you to be monogamous and like they want you to live a certain way. Yeah, I feel like, but no, it's a good point. I feel like we're definitely in a world where it's just the norm to be in a monogamous relationship. But if we thought about like romantic relationships in the same way as friendships, then even though it's a different kind of relationship, it it still could work if you have the communication. Yeah, friends can be jealous of other yeah. friends. Yeah. yeah, I'm jealous of Kirsten's all of Kirsten's friends. Oh yeah, really? I'm like fuck those bitches. <laughs> <laughs> You're friends with them too, for the most I'm like, part. Like who's Boba? Fuck that bitch. <laughs> like, who's Allie? You've known her for like ever you before like, me. Better than me. <laughs> just kidding she just moved here like i'm not i'm not a jealous friend but i've had jealous friends before and it's weird but i was gonna say i think you can also get different aspects of people and and like things that you need out of relationships from Mm -hmm. different people i agree this person may be really good at this and giving you this thing that you need but then this person you really connect on like a more intellectual level or like a Mm -hmm. more spiritual level or like something so I think it is kind of nice for poly people to be to have like more relationships that kind of fulfill them in all different Mm -hmm. aspects yeah because there's always going to be gaps yeah that reminds me of something my ex used to say the analogy that he always made was like not analogy but comparison he was like for example I don't like skiing but what if my partner really loves to ski I'm not going to be drug over there to like the mountain and have to put on all the gear. It's like a lot, you know, and that person should be able to to, to do skiing if they love skiing and do yeah. it with somebody else. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's true. And that could be for literally anything. I don't. Yeah. yeah I don't want my partner to feel like limited. like they're a one stop shop. I need you to be my best friend i need you to listen to all my problems i need you to also be my sexual partner and like my feminine energy yeah you need energy yeah you need to be everything and sometimes i'm like that's a lot of pressure for one person Mm -hmm. i don't think that's healthy if you want to be that person and you both want to do that that's fine but I just know for me personally, like I would feel bad for my partner if they even if, even if they expressed, you know, like, hey, this is too much for me. That's where you have like a community mm-hmm. and you can get those needs from other people. I think that's why attracted to me to like being poly in the first place, because like I knew I learned quickly that my time and energy needed to be respected. Yeah. And so and then I learned that other people do, too. So it's not like, you know, they, they shouldn't be the sole provider for that, for one person. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a lot. Thank you for taking your time out and talking to us about this. We really appreciate you. Aww. We really appreciate having you on the pod. And I feel like there'll be other things to have you on the pod for in the future. So she might be back, but guys, if you like her. If let you like know. her, let us know. We'll put a poll. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like Bofa? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's a lot of tell pressure. Us, tell us what you think of this episode. And if you say anything mean, we won't tell her. Yeah, we won't tell her at all. No, I'm going to know. <laughs> and it's okay if you don't like me. No, no, no. Everyone loves you. Everyone loves Bofa. Thank you so much, guys. Thank Bye. you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you so much, guys, for joining this episode. Uh, we had a lot of fun. Happy to finally introduce you guys to one of our friends. Um, although we did before, but one of our friends in L.A. Mm-hmm. Active listener. Mm-hmm. An active listener. Yeah, she is really on it. Yeah. Um, one of our best fans. So yeah. uh, we're so excited to... Get to talk to her on the pod. Stay tuned for uh, part two and probably part three of this episode coming soon. We're thinking about maybe doing like not in a row the parts. Yeah, we want to switch it up a little bit. Yeah, it might be that we have a different topic next week. The people that we selected, hand selected for this, that we curated, all have very unique experiences. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope you guys loved this episode. Follow us on all the social needs. We are Thank You So Much Pod. 
On Instagram. On Instagram and, and Twitter. Email and Twitter. I refuse to call it X. Yeah. Fuck that. We're on Twitter. We have to mention last week's poll. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we talked about our prehistoric animals that are still alive today. And one of our, our, our main question here was, would you eat a possum? And surprisingly, 100% of votes say, sure, I'll try anything. Wow. Y'all are, y'all are gross. Y'all are crazy. Y'all are rancid. Oh, my God. Well. Anywho. Make um, sure to interact with this episode, too. We'll have another poll. We'll have a poll up there for you guys. Yeah. And we love you so much. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Mwah. Mwah.